Hey there, welcome back to another episode of The Emily Show. And today is a very special episode. I am joined by Dr. B, none other than Dr. Badass, as he is referred to all across the Law Nerd family. And we are talking about internet drama. Why? Because today's episode 100. Yay! And I'm so excited that we've reached episode 100 of The Emily Show in less than two years. It's wild to me. We grabbed our whiskey glasses. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to episode 100. 100. And we're going to, I'm going to explain the internet drama you want me to hear break down to Dr. B. We're going to tell a story about why we came up with this episode idea, how this happened. I asked on the members only tab on YouTube and I asked on Instagram what you wanted to hear me explain to be. So if you have listened to this show and wondered who the fuck are these people, Dr. B's wondered the same thing and we're going to mm. talk about it. So we, so we should... We, we should just get cheering, into we're it. We we're going to cheer us again, so. and now we're going to drink because we're going to roll that intro so we can we can sip our whiskey. What kind of whiskey are you drinking today? Uh, salted watermelon. And I have root beer, both brought to you by the amazing Old Smoky. Yes. Not sponsored, but one day, one, one day, day our dream. One, one the, day my wish will come. One of the best finds in Tennessee. Oh, it's been so great. So much to the fact that when we went back to California, we went to. How many stores? Four? We went to like four stores. Four stores one. looking for They only had the moonshine. Yeah. They didn't awful. have the whiskey. It was awful. Well, the moonshine's pretty good, but we wanted no, the whiskey. Well, yeah, I wanted the salted car- uh, watermelon. I know. Yeah. I know. We love it so much. It's a favorite drink, and we like sharing it with our friends. Uh, again, we're going to have to get Old, old, old Smokey to sponsor a whiskey stream. Either way, we were supposed to run the intro, so we're going to just do that now. Hey there. Welcome to The Emily Show. I'm your host, Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator, breaking down the legal shit in the news and pop culture stories you want to talk about. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years. I'm a former prosecutor, and I'm a big fan of the cursey words. So let's break it down. I don't know why Brittany started playing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was good. But <laughs> we I came was, back and I was like, wait, what? Yes. She's probably playing during the intro. Unexpected. I sure hope not. Um, I sure hope it wasn't playing that whole time. But either way, uh, let's do a quick road so far on why we're doing this episode. Continue your piece. <laughs> oh, tell Emily to stop doing that. Yes. Yes, I will. Okay. It's just going to be like this today, folks. Um, so how we got to this episode, I was trying to explain drama to Brian that I was watching unfold regarding Trisha Paytas and why it was a big deal that she was going on Keemstar's podcast. This is YouTube personalities and YouTube stuff. Now, we talk about all kinds of pop culture on The Emily Show and on my, my various social medias and all kinds of entertainment news, but the YouTube drama always holds a special place in my heart. I love being a YouTuber. I love being on YouTube. And I always try to explain the tea to Brian. And he's like, what? So I was trying to explain why this was a big deal. And he's like, wait, who's Trisha Paytas? Yeah, that took a long time. And so that's where we started one afternoon with who's Trisha Paytas. And I pulled up YouTube on my... Oh, that took took an entire afternoon (laughs) and delved into Korean cheese dogs. Yeah, Korean yes, cheesy dogs. Yes, cheesy dogs. Yeah. So that's really our first topic is Trisha Paytas. She's been involved in a fair bit of internet drama. She is a dynamic personality, but we were also talking about the BuzzFeed article where she disclosed she was making over $800,000 a month. And she came up again as we were talking about OnlyFans shutting down their 
you know, P-O-R-N side of their business and not allowing sexually explicit videos to be on their platform, which seems to be really driven by MasterCard changing what they're allowing payment processing for. So all of this came around and Brian's like, well, what does she do? And I'm like, well, what does she not do? Like, what does she not do? So we saw some of the music videos. Yeah. We great, saw great production value. I mean, I will admit. They're I mean, great. Yeah, she spends a fuck ton of money yeah. on her videos. We saw mukbangs. What's, what that, what's the, that again? The eating. Oh, the what? lots of food. Why did you say eating? Because they're they're mukbangs or mukbangs. Uh, they're they're, mm. they're that is a genre on YouTube. So we saw the eating. Yes. Of the mostly the Korean cheese dogs. Oh yeah. But yeah. some other things. We didn't like five at a time. She would get. I did, yes. I mean, it's crazy. I didn't show him any of the crying on the kitchen floor videos. We didn't get into any of those. But then we also went through her Twitter a little bit. I did not show him the chocolate starfish on Twitter, but we did go over the fact that she is an OnlyFans creator and tried to explain the the kind of cult of personality that is Trisha Paytas. And then the fact that they have, or have said on the internet that they have bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and other disorders, and then trying to explain how Keemstar's related and how Ethan Klein plays in and how Frenemies plays in was quite confusing. What did you think of, well, first the music videos. You liked the production quality. I mean, we need to back up for a moment. Do you realize the first time that you explained or talked to me about Trisha Paytas? No? <laughs> <laughs> have you forgotten who we're talking about? I'm going to have to pull them up on, I'm going to pull them up on the screen so you can see who we're talking about. Go ahead. But if you're, you may not remember, but the first time you explained Trisha Paytas, Trisha Paytas was, you're like, oh, she's the chocolate starfish girl. And I'm like. And I think the first time what? we talked about Trisha Paytas, she was still going by she. She now goes by they, them. But okay. sometimes oh, they, them. So they, them. So they, the first time I was describing them to you, yes, it was it me was... being at the grocery store, scrolling through Twitter, and she literally had her whole asshole out on Twitter. And Wait, I was saying asshole or chocolate starfish? I mean, come on. Can we say asshole on the show? We can say whatever the fuck okay. we want All on right. the show. We're already right. married explicit. Right. So she had her whole bum hole out, and the internet went wild because it had a little bit of toilet paper. Hold on a moment. Did she film that herself or did she have someone else film it? No, the picture was the picture was her like bent over a car seat in like the back of one of her cars, I think the G-Wagon, and like spread. Somebody else was clearly taking the photo. Wait, she did that like in the back of a Volkswagen? <laughs> no, it was not uncomfortable for her. It was a G-Wagon, not a Volkswagen. <laughs> What? I get the I get the Kevin Smith reference. Yes, Thank you, yeah. Mall Rats. No. But but no, but but what brings on when you're like out and about and you're driving around Los Angeles and it's hot and humid and well not humid, but I, it's hot and smoggy and you're like, I think I want a picture of my chocolate starfish. I don't think that's how that went. I think it was probably on her content calendar. Like it's been a while since we've done the butthole. Like I think it was just oh, part. She's, she's done it more than once. Yes, but not oh. on, not always on Twitter. Twitter has a very lenient policy on adult parts. They're they're pretty lax with that. But yeah, it was. This is the first time I think that you and I chatted about Trisha Paytas, and you were like, "Who?" And then you've clearly forgotten because you have clearly forgotten. Yes. And then we came back around to it because I was trying to explain like why Keen was trolling on Twitter with these photos of her being on the podcast, and then 
why Ethan was upset and then all the TikToks being made. But really the conversation for us was about that BuzzFeed article that I will link in the show notes and in the description, talking about how much money she made being a creator and photos of her new property and things like that. And you're like, right, but what does, what does Trisha Paytas do? Like, what is her content? I'm like, well, it's drama videos, it's music videos, it's uh, crying on the bathroom floor, it's vlog squad, it's calling people out, it's her own mental health, it's it's whatever, it's whatever's trending and trolling. Mm-hmm. Are we are we clear on what trolling is? Well, usually it's when it, no, not trolling for fish. Yeah, I, know. I was I was gonna have an old dad fish joke reference, but I realized we should just, clarify that you just, are very thoroughly Gen X, like. Which am I right in there? Am I disappointed and mad? Yes. According to the TikTok videos you showed me earlier today, my Gen X just disappointed and mad. Give me more whiskey. Um. So very thoroughly Gen X, where I'm more on the X, the Zennial cusp, because um, we <clears throat> have an age gap. But we were trying. I was trying to explain kind of the fact that with 15 years on the internet, Trish follows. What's happening? People are on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. People are on Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat. People are on OnlyFans. I'm on OnlyFans, and follows that along. So does that mean there's other people out there showing their chocolate starfish? I mean, is that what is it? Is How it much YouTube do you watch? Like, do you watch? You don't. I think we need to explain to the lawners. You don't watch I, YouTube. I only watch your. You YouTube. do not watch my YouTube at all. You don't yes, even. Do. You don't. I think you've seen one live, and you don't listen to the podcast. Do you, do you know the one live I saw? No, actually, I've seen two lives. One when, when, when your folks were here and they were actually watching in the living room. Because they watch. And the other one when your dad called to say you were out of focus. <laughs> and I pulled it up just to check. I think it was his internet connection. Either way, you are not someone who is part of YouTube culture, I guess, is what no. I'm getting at. You do not spend time on YouTube. You do not watch YouTube. You are busy in the... Tennessee Snakes Facebook group and listening to Mike Rose podcast. Well, I, I feel that was a slight. Did we use, I didn't realize we were going. It wasn't a slight. It was, it was just, right. that's where you spend your time on social media. If you are on social media at all, those are the things that you enjoy. The, and, and I will tell you the YouTube that I do see is all usually band related. Where something will come up on, on Facebook and it's like, oh, look. Oh, look at the camera. Oh, sorry. You can keep oh, talking. Okay. <laughs> it, or it's something like, you know, TSOL is playing in San Diego. And I'm like, oh, let me see that. So <laughs> that's about the extent of my YouTube. Or if I have to repair something or Right, out- so how-tos, yeah. bands yeah. from the 90s yeah. and, yeah, and 80s. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And occasionally a little Mr. Beast when our kids want to watch it. What no, is your least favorite type of YouTube content that you get exposed to through either me or the kids? Uh, the 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 gaming YouTube people who scream like at every moment and they just get super loud and it's like that. <laughs> what game are they playing? All of them play. Usually, it's always Minecraft. There's something that goes on in Minecraft or Fortnite or something. Um, yeah, Minefort. I don't know. Do you want to call out the names? No, no, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> Every parent listening is like, I know exactly what channels you're talking about. The screamy YouTube ones, which yeah, is why those... we can tolerate things like Preston, 
um, and some of the animation channels, like the odd ones out for the movie can't hardly wait. So we haven't, which is not kid appropriate no, content, no. but no, but funny as hell. Were you confused about? Trisha Paytas's content and the scandal I was trying to explain. Do you understand what happened with the whole Keemstar, Ethan Klein, Frenemies podcast thing? I, I mean, we've explained it once, but were you like, oh, I understand now? <clears throat> no, because as you're explaining it to me, I was still just trying to remember Trisha Paytas and you're like, Keem's, Keem Ethan or Ethan Keem or Keemstar. I'm like, who's Keemstar? I don't know who that person is. <laughs> what relationship did they... What did she, whose video did they watch or not watch? And so, no, no. So I, you I, don't remember anything that we've talked about? Well, uh, good, good. That's uh, perfect. Good. Uh, no, uh, we're going to go to Twitter. And I remember everything. We're going to go to Twitter. And we're going to talk about the frenemies breakup and Keem trolling <laughs> Ethan Klein using Trisha Paytas. So. sounds like junior high drama. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So let's pull up. Um, I am on, for those of you that are watching the video, you will see it. For those of you that are on the audio, only if you want to go over to YouTube at the Emily D. Baker, you will see some of the visuals I'm pulling up. But if you know who the people Wait, I'm talking that, about. Isn't that? Uh, we just need to share the screen. Is that Pope John Paul? Or John Paul? <laughs> I realize I'm sorry. Hold I on. I, I need to. I realized when I said John. Are you Paul. asking if this is Pope John Paul? Well, it's John it's, Paul, is it? No, it's Logan Paul. Oh, Logan Paul. <laughs> and this is only the first class. <laughs> no, so we are on. I know he's the guy who fought Floyd Mayweather. Yes, because we watched that fight. We did. Oh, the internet connection was terrible that night, but. No, it wasn't the internet. It was the oh. fight. What did you oh. think of that fight? Uh, Other than the fact that it was miserable, we did get refunded for the fight because the okay. streaming experience yeah. was so, so poor through Showtime. It was so poor. That pay-per-view was the worst because it cut out like minutes of the fight. Oh, absolutely. It was terrible. Um, it To me, it looked like uh, Floyd Mayweather was just out for a stroll in the park or sparring with his friends and just having a good time. And and Logan Paul looked like he was just working it as much as he could. Is it He's also like so much taller. Oh, definitely. And a much bigger dude. Just a, I mean, a much bigger dude. But not a professional fighter. Yeah. So, I mean, you can definitely tell the difference in that regard. So, right. this dude is oh, Keemstar. Keem. Okay. And Keemstar runs a YouTube channel called Drama Alert. And he's a T channel. Wait, are we surprised that, that there's drama associated with him? Do you, I mean, it, well, what do you think of the beard, though? It's in his name. It's, do you like the beard? It's like it's like grilled cheese. How do you make it? It's in the name. But do you like the beard? Yeah. Um, do you have to put your glasses on? I can see. Um, it's it's very well manicured. It I is mean, well manicured. Yeah. It is it is I a mean, statement will, piece, right? I will give him that. I mean, I. I... Okay, yeah. so Keem. Um, posted this photo. We're scrolling. What is happening? There's still stuff happening. Um, I am trying to post or trying to find the picture that was kind of the do, part do of the this. Do people see all? Oh, they do. Look, there it is. Oh, I didn't realize. You, you don't have to. 
Don't you worry, babe. Okay, so this is kind of what started it all. This photo was what started our conversation about this, which is, first of all, it started with um, August 11th, grab your popcorn, we're just getting started, and Trisha Paytas followed Keemstar on Twitter, which is kind of a big deal, because they've had beef going way back, and then Keem does not like Ethan Klein, who's H3H3 Productions. This is what... They do, have beef. Do people actually keep track of whether yes. when someone follows someone or or he does? And okay, but why? Um, well, in this instance, because they had beef and Trisha had left the frenemies podcast, and Ethan Klein is an, an and Keem have beef. So it's mm. like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So okay. now Trisha and Ethan and Keemstar are friends. Mm. Can, but I think Keem is using Trisha to troll Ethan. Can we start a chart or an easel and like have names and like uh, like yarn or arrows attaching to who? And when well, I'm trying and, to do that for you, oh, but you're just... I'm trying to do that for you. So Trisha's been going kind of hard after Keem Star because Keem shared on his podcast. Wait, that's that's Trisha, right? Well, this is, is Keem. Trisha? Okay, this is Trisha. Got it. This is Phase Banks. Who? You're introducing someone else to me? No, Am no, I'm supposed, not. No, I'm, I'm not. No, no. Is? Ignore the phase. Ignore phase. Just Wait, ignore. What's his name again? Phase Banks. Just ignore phase it. Banks. That's not bad. Well, there's a phase Tico and a phase Jarvis. There's a lot of phases. They're all part of phase how. Like, it, we're not getting there. That's like advanced. Yeah, That's yeah, advanced yeah. internet. Yeah, yeah. We're in internet 101 today. <laughs> it's more like... We're internet one. We're we didn't get to the 101. We're, still <laughs> We're in internet A. We haven't gotten to the numbers yet. But right. this is the tweet that started it all. Just recorded front of me's next mom's basement only on Spotify. This black and white hoodie that Trisha's wearing is a front of me's hoodie. This one. Why are you saying that's black and white? It's like no pink. black and pink. Sorry. Black and pink. That's what I meant. This one. No, leave my whiskey alone. No, just look so at this. So this is the drink. tweet where wait, why is it called Mom's Basement? Isn't that creepy <sighs> as hell? That is just creepy as fuck. And it's called Mom's Basement. That's the name of their podcast. Really? Well, yeah, they're like almost 40-year-old dudes that have a podcast where they talk about like chicks and getting some and video games. Do they still live in their mom's basement? No, they both make a fuck ton of money. Okay, well then then it's still creepy as fuck. I think that's the point. Uh, I probably should have taken a little more marketing in college. Yeah. Okay. I think you All were right. kind of probably busy in the biological sciences. Mm -hmm. the yeah, world. we didn't. We didn't. Yeah. So also, okay. YouTube didn't exist when you were right. in college. Let's just be honest. Neither did cell phones. I think you probably used a typewriter. I uh, know, and, and we used tin cans and string when yep. we had to call each other. Yep. Yeah. So this is this is the tweet that started it that they were recording mm -hmm. frenemies on mom's basement. Trisha has had recent beef with Keemstar because it's been disclosed that Keem is dating a 20-year-old. Keem is almost 40. He's 39. Trisha had a huge issue with this. A lot of people on the internet were like, um, it's consensual. She's an adult date who you want, like whatever. Do we need to look at why does she have issue? Yeah, well, she explained why she had issue. It's uh, not for us to decide why. No, she no, had I, issue. I, I didn't know. I, she had an issue uh, because Trisha has had a very long history of exploitation uh, in that realm, and she was like, "Look, when I was twenty, I was seeking validation with older guys that treated me like shit." And Keem's like, 
play the game. If you're an older dude who has money, you can pull a younger chick who has a hot ass. And that's kind of where the back and forth started. So Trisha had issues with Keem's relationship, but also they shouldn't be telling anyone who to date. So this, they were supposed to go on or they indicated they were going on mom's basement to talk out their past issues with Keem. They have a long history. We don't need to go Mm. into the whole history. They have a long history with Keem. So then everybody started retweeting this. Keem started trending on Twitter. And then Ethan Klein tweeted, this is Ethan. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to try to front or try to be funny. This really makes me sad. Trisha, stay with me. Trisha is engaged to Moses. Moses is Ethan Klein's brother-in-law because Ethan is married to Moses' sister, Hila. Wait, what's her name? Hila. Hila. H-I-L-A. Okay. So Trisha and Ethan did the Frenemies podcast. It was really well received, really popular. They had this. Can I, can I go put this on the whiteboard? No. <laughs> they had this huge breakup. And Ethan and Keem have historical beef. They do not like each other. And they've both been really shitty to each other. But, <clears throat> at, but- in the week that this podcast, that this tweet happened in this week, Ethan's channel got a strike, which means they were off of YouTube for a week. No monetization, nothing. If you get more strikes, you can permanently lose your channel. So it's kind of a big fucking deal. Why did he get a strike? Well, it seems that Keem complained on Twitter to the CEO of YouTube about content on Ethan's channel. Keem said he didn't strike the channel, but Keem made a bunch of videos on Twitter saying, tagging YouTube and tagging Susan Wojciak, the the CEO of YouTube about Ethan's behavior. And then he kind of bragged about the fact that he got the channel struck. So it seems that Keem might have been behind it. I am so glad you explained who Susan was because yeah. I'm like, if you're introducing another person, I have no I've idea. I've probably pronounced I, I probably no announced, uh, pronounced Susan's last name wrong. I always get it wrong. The two, there's a lot of consonants. But Ethan then blocked Keem on Twitter. And then Keem went to Twitter to make fun of Ethan being sad that his future sister in law, who he had a public breakup with over this podcast is now on one of the people he has the most beef with on the internet on their podcast. So it's kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah, I, I have a question. And again, oh, I'm sure you have so many. Do these people really have legitimate beef with each other, or is this all just stage beef in other in order to just keep them in the limelight? And clicks of views going, clicks of views. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't always just, know. I can't always tell if it's real hurt feelings or if it's exaggerated for clicks and views and i don't want to diminish anyone's feelings or things here but it just seems like a wwe wrestling match here that it's all orchestrated because it seems i think keem and ethan have legitimate beef okay i really do but i also think keem thrives on people being mad at him like he's that dude Mm. like if you started getting my opinion if you started getting mad at a bar keem would keep poking until you threw a punch because he thinks it's funny. Okay. Yeah. All right. He kind of, he fans the flames and seems okay. to enjoy the fight. All right. All right. I yeah. mean, we all know people who stir the pot. And this is kind of, and he's like, he's made videos. He makes a lot of videos on Twitter saying, you know, I enjoy this. This is my Super mm-hmm. Bowl. This is my sport. This is what I do. I'm the best at it. I troll people. Okay. I get people mad. I get people talking about me. I get trending on Twitter and you all can fuck off. Okay. That's his, got it. Part of his thing. Okay. So I think Trisha played right into that. So this takes us to the next internet drama. So this 
Wait, are they still friends now? Who? Or who's still friends? I don't know. I feel like we're an Abbott and Costello routine here. Who's on first? Who are we even talking about? I don't know, but now my Twitter's acting weird. No, is, is Trisha and Keem still friendly? I don't know if they're friends. I think okay. she went on the podcast to have a conversation, to get the internet talking for clicks and views, and probably to piss off Ethan a little bit because she's oh, pissed well, off about Ethan. that long ago, so. No, this was just, yeah. this was just recently. Okay. So, no, we're doing recent beef. If we did mm. historic beef, we would never get out of here. We should just start doing a drunk internet history. <laughs> Instead yeah. of drunk history, we should yeah. just pick a drama and do a drunk internet history right. of the drama. All right, cheers. So this gets yes. worse. Okay. Oh, because right. next, after this, so Kim uh, lives in like New York somewhere and FaZe is in LA. So Kim came to LA to do other stuff and then filmed a but bunch. But Trisha's in LA as well. Yeah, filmed okay. a bunch of podcast episodes with LA YouTubers. Mm -hmm. So oh, wait, is mom's basement in New York or LA? They they have a studio in both places. They oh, do they it know. together. It's oh. it's it's Keem and FaZe. Okay. So I'm sure it's on your favorite podcast player. We're not plugging mom's basement. This is the this is the girlfriend. Here's the thing that freaks wait, me out. Whose girlfriend? Keem. Oh, okay. He looks wet, right? He looks wet in this photo. He is wet. Right. But he's in a shirt in the pool, which no shade. If you want to be in the shirt in the pool, that's fine. But he's in the same shirt in all of these pictures. Maybe he has more than one shirt. I think he was in that shirt all day and went swimming in it too. Maybe he has sensitive skin and it gets sunburned easily. I, I'm not worried about him being in the shirt in the pool. I'm worried about him wearing the shirt he was in the pool with the rest of the day. Why? of my life smelling like chlorine. I just can't imagine choosing that. Or sitting in a podcast recording with somebody who smells like chlorine. Wait, oh, I thought you said this was after mom's basement. No, there's no indication of what time of day the pool shot was taken, because he then shows the picture of mom's basement, but then shows these other pictures from the same day, mm -hmm. in the same shirt, with this individual. Do you know who this individual is? Well, isn't that his girlfriend? No, that's Gabby yeah. Hannah. Was she one of the Disney characters? This is the girlfriend. Okay. And then he recorded a podcast episode with this person. And she's a former Masketeer? No, this is Gabby Hanna. But her name sounds like she would be a Masketeer, doesn't it? I don't know. I've never thought about it. Or maybe she she's so much drama. Is she related to one of the Hanna-Barbera Hanna cartoon people? What? Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera made the biggest cartoons in the world. Maybe she's... What? How does your brain work? I, look. Gabby Hanna then sat down to record a Mom's Basement episode with Keem. So now we have to talk about who the fuck is Gabby Hanna. Who's Gabby Hanna? I mean, we haven't even gotten to who's Trisha Paytas. We talked about who Trisha Paytas is already. Not really. You just you're like she's a chocolate chocolate starfish girl. That's it. We've talked. We didn't, even, we didn't even touch upon her her pink Bentley, which is amazing. Well, because we've kind of covered who Trisha Paytas is in relation to the stories that we're talking about. Wow, don't you, you think? Just, you just skim over stuff so quickly. Would you right. like it to be a four hour podcast? Is that what your goal is tonight? Well, we do have plenty of whiskey. No, we don't. It's in the other room. We'd have to go oh. up and get more. Either way, do you feel like we haven't thoroughly covered Trisha Paytas? What else would you like to cover? 
Yes, she has a pink Bentley. Yes. And a pink G-Wagon. The G-Wagon, I think, was in the photos with the, the booty. <clears throat> and, then, and then the whole thing about OnlyFans, where you, you just briefly touched upon it, I mean, that seems to be a whole thing in of itself that they're changing their format uh, away from the, uh, would you say erotic? Is it erotic or, or the sexual? Sexually side? explicit, but I covered yeah. it last night. Oh, you did? On Friday Night Live. Oh. Yeah. I'll just link it. Yeah, I watched it last night. That's why, that's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> we covered it. We covered it. We covered OnlyFans. Okay. All right. All right. People are all way ahead of me. All right, let's go. What else would you like to address with regard to Trisha Paytas? She is a YouTube and internet personality. She is also a top 1% creator on OnlyFans. And we kind of covered her breakup from Frenemies with Ethan Klein okay. and her internet beef now with, you know, Ethan through and by way of Keemstar. Okay. All right. Moving on. What else would you like no, to I, know? I, maybe there's nothing more. There, well, there's a lot yeah. more. I mean, there's the vlog squad days where she was dating uh, Jason and then broke up with him because of David Dobrik. There's David Dobrik hiding in a shower and jumping out at her when after she and Jason had had sex in a hotel room so Where that he we? could film it for the vlog. There, so there's like the vlog squad days and then there's the like Shane Dawson. She was part of the vlog squad? Yes, vlog, vlog squad. And then there's like the Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star days where she was kind of running around with them and then she got pissed at all of them because Shane wasn't loyal to her over something Jeffree Star did. And then she moved on to kind of the frenemies era. That's like the, the modern drama of Trisha Paytas. Like somebody needs to write a, a Shakespearean tragedy with just YouTube stars. Fucking wheels came off this bus. I have no clue what you were talking about. You no. wanted to know more. So there's vlog squad days with Trisha Paytas, David Dobrik, and we, Jason. Do we need to talk? What's going on with David Dobrik? Is he then, then there was... Shane Dawson, Jeffrey Star. Because I only know David Dobrik in the context of current. Or... What do you what do you know about David Dobrik in context? Of, I guess we're not getting to Gabby Hanna just yet. Yeah, I just I just know his name, that's all. Do you know what David Dobrik looks like? No, not at all. All right. This is David Dobrik. Okay. Yeah, no, I remember. You remember from yeah. what? Um can you give like his car keys or keys to a girl? Ah, you've seen one of his Tesla giveaway videos. Yeah. No, I thought it was like one of his friends. Yeah, his yeah. assistant, but he does Tesla giveaway videos. Giving away a Tesla is still giving away a Tesla. He doesn't have friends unless they're content. Is it like like you get a car, you get a car, you get a car? No, they each get their own video. Oh. You can't do it all in one video. You lose clicks who, and views. Do you remember who that was from? Are you trying to be Oprah? No, I'm not trying to be Oprah. I'm trying to. to if you remember. Okay. Um, do you remember... Do you remember the house tour? I think we looked at David Dobrik's house tour when he was in drama a while back and I was trying to explain how much money YouTubers make. And you saw the house tour and a little bit of the vlog squad and Jason mm -hmm. and you were like, who's the old dude? Do you remember this? Is this... Yes, yes, I do. You... I do, I do. I remember the house tour. I remember being pretty impressed by the house is that true? Are you distracted? Well, no, I was trying to see if I recognized who that person was. Okay, let's just pull this up. Are you asking if this is Trisha Paytas? Yeah. No. It's not? <laughs> they age blocked it. 
You're asking if this here. Here's the thumbnail. You're asking if oh, this well, is Trisha now Paytas. I can, now I can see it. I can clearly tell that's not Trisha Paytas. Clearly. Who is it? <laughs> it's Karina. Who? One of the vlog squad members. Oh. She made four million in one month. This is I what the fuck? Money vendors ten thousand dollars. This is them talking about her making four million in one month. Do you want to guess how she made four million in one month? Girl Scout cookies. Not those kind of cookies. Is she an OnlyFans? Yep. Wait, was it her yoga videos? Nope. Because that's where OnlyFans is, is right? Is just like yoga and cooking? It was in October. It will be. This mm. video, by the way, has over 8 million views at this point. This was from August that's, 3rd. Is that David's? David's video. Okay. Because she's part of the Vlog Squad. The Vlog Squad is a content creation friend group. Mm -hmm. They might be friends. They might not be friends, but they make content together. Okay. What are you do, looking at? No, no. I'm just... Uh, I'm, this I'm, is not up on the screen. So I, I'm just trying to do the math of how one makes $4 million in a month. Okay, we're just going to pause here. We're going to watch the video and then we're going to come back and, Wait, and react to it. Yeah. So we've watched like three minutes of that David Dobrik video. Thoughts? Um, you understand that now $4 million has been made on a month on OnlyFans. And then it's just a bunch of clips yeah, of people never, going, ah! Yeah, but she never showed her, her uh, hoo-ha. She did not apparently show her hoo-ha on the OnlyFans. Yeah. Which just shows you how much money people can make when they do show their hoo-ha. Now, is this during time of COVID, right? Did she make this during COVID? Yeah, this was this month. This well, was like well, no, I guess July. My, my point is, is our strip clubs closed down? I mean, can you not go to a strip club now? And then with, I don't think that most places you with, can go. To with the clubs. whole COVID restrictions, do you, I mean, is there now like six feet distance between? Shouldn't there always be you and the dancer? I'm into a few places that have not six feet. I'll tell you that. <laughs> this is where this conversation. We're talking about internet drama, not your experience at strip clubs. But we, I have no but we can. I've heard the stories. I've heard stories. Oh, please. Yes. I mean, most strip clubs that I've been to, no, you don't have six feet of clearance. But, right. you know, you, just so the dancers don't get harassed. It should be a hands-off kind of situation. You know those, like, the thing, the grabber things? They so should now, definitely have the grabber things. The grabber thing, because now you have to keep that distance. So then that way you could safely grab your tips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'd be very fun and you could decorate them they could you be could very definitely fancy. decorate the grabber yeah. Yeah. so vlog squad okay. jason nash generally the old dude though i'm hesitant to call him that because he's not all that much older than you are and then he was dating trisha paytas okay this so vlog squad we need to get back to what we were talking about which is gabby hannah getting back to that Okay. Yes, we're getting right. back to that because I asked on Instagram and on YouTube what people wanted us to talk about. And Gabby Hanna came up over and over and over again. People wanted me to try to explain to you Gabby Hanna. It's, she's one of the basketeers. I got it. Okay, we're <laughs> moving on. Is she like Gabby Hanna has beef with Trisha Paytas and then ended up going on Keemstar's <laughs> podcast the same day or recording the same day that Trisha Paytas had been on Keemstar's podcast. Wait, how can you say So she... then Keem posts Wait, this oh, picture. Time out. Beef is not sufficient ex description for me. I need to know what is the beef? Not you are a... asking where's the beef? Not that this is a Wendy's commercial. We <laughs> are going to talk about it. I was just oh, trying to. You, you let on like, like you weren't going to. Now, is that his general 
in general only for this series of 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 photos that he's fucking with people okay um ethan hit my line let's do you next was what his his tweet said with this picture of gabby hannah Mm -hmm. he also said gabby hannah Mm -hmm. is great people love her are you gonna say who who is gabby hannah you haven't even gotten gabby hannah is a controversial youtuber she used to be a viner hold on she used to be on vine do you remember what vine is um vine is is um um no um so that's a no they're they're that's a negative aren't they the short little yes the short videos yeah it's a dead platform in seconds something like that it's fucking dead i just signed up for it holy shit god damn it (laughs) thought i was Talking you don't shit. have to just quote Kevin Smith movies because you're on the internet. You know that, right? Who's Kevin Smith? Shut up. <laughs> so, yes, Vine is a dead app. She moved over to YouTube and joined the Vlog Squad with David Dobrik. Did they welcome her? I mean, how, how did, I mean, the Vlog Squad was pretty mean to her. Doesn't it seem like the Jets? She was- moved over first, really, from Vine. They were they were all Viners. David Dobrik was on Vine too. They were all on Vine, and they moved over to YouTube to try to find success. But, but I can imagine like the platform. Viners and the YouTubes would be like the Jets and the Sharks. No, like, they would just no. Like, look, we haven't even gotten to the YouTubers versus TikTokers boxing match yet. We've got to get there soon. But we got to finish this first. Well, if you get there, I mean, maybe we could. <laughs> you like sidebar on the Pope John Paul, and then we can't even get to anything. I didn't sidebar. So Gabby Hanna came over from Vine Vine, to YouTube to create longer form story time content. Was she a big Viner? I mean, she was popular, but not like... Okay. But she, of the Viners that came over to YouTube, did have success on YouTube and created a pretty decent-sized YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Gabby Hanna moved over from Vine to YouTube, joined the vlog squad, with David Dobrik, later broke up from the vlog squad and then got into beef with Trisha Paytas over whether or not they were friends. And this went on for like three years because Trisha is angry with Gabby Hanna because Gabby Hanna told Jason Nash, the old dude, that Trisha Paytas had herpes. That is why they had this huge falling out. And at the time, Gabby Hanna said online, it's not like Trisha and I are friends. I can't call her up. So she's sleeping with my friend. So I called my friend, Jason, because they were in the vlog squad. I called my friend and told him, hey, you want to have a conversation with her because she has herpes. And it's alleged that Shane Dawson is the one who told Gabby Hanna that Trisha Paytas had herpes. And Trisha Paytas denies that she, in fact, has herpes. The Shakewell girl? What? <laughs> well, you start throwing in so many names. I'm trying to remember who is who. Is it? Shane Dawson, the Shake Wow? No. She's not? He. Who's the Shake Wow person? I don't know what you're talking about. Here, hold on. I will show you who Shane Dawson is. Oh, no, is. no, the Beach Bodies. The Beach Body person. Who's the Beach Body person? Shailene Johnson? Ah, that's it. That's who you're talking. Shane Dawson. Oh, oh, I'm. Uh, that was totally off. This yes. Um Shane Dawson. Got it. 
Shane Dawson recently said, by the way, that his fiance threatened his life in his sleep. Like his fiance was like sleep talking. was like, I'm going to kill you or something. Which would be a weird thing to sleep talk. Do people actually sleep talk? They do. What makes people sleep talk? Um... Well, people sleep talk because of a variety of reasons. Maybe. Um, What's with the voice? Well, that was my official voice. That was like that was like I had to like go into my character as official. Um, you know, I don't think they really know why people sleep talk. Uh, Is it, it similar to sleepwalking? It's going to be probably a phase of REM sleep where you're acting out part of your dreams. Is what I would imagine. But then there's a disconnect there because in REM, you should be paralyzed and not be able to act out those things. So, but there has to be a lot of brain activity during that time frame. So, um, I think, I hope. You know who's the most pleasant person in the world when they're in that half asleep, half awake phase? Oh, it's Travis. Oh, my, you, yeah, oh my God. you are so yeah. delightful oh. when you're quasi asleep, quasi awake. Either way, Shane Dawson's irrelevant. Um, we were talking about Gabby Hanna, yes. who's also maybe kind of irrelevant. Now, Gabby Hanna, interestingly enough, A, has beef with Trisha Paytas over the herpes thing. Do you understand why Trisha would be mad about the herpes thing? Like, where do you fall on the herpes thing? Like, Gabby's like, Trisha and I aren't friends, so I'm not going to go to her with it. Are you so, asking me from a professional standpoint or just from a personal? I mean, what professional from, standpoint? Well, you would got, what, you, I mean, which herpes? Are we talking above the belt or below the belt? It was never specified which herpes. It was just she had herpes. I think she was trying to shame her over an STD, but Trisha Peters made a video uh, saying, are about. you my doctor? Have you been in my hoopa? Ah, so, so you're blind no, below the belt. No, Trisha Peters believed that Gabby Hanna was talking about below the belt. Hmm. This goes on. There's a defamation suit going on with Cardi B and a YouTuber over that YouTuber alleging that she had herpes. This, people go to the mat over the herpes allegations. Do we have to now have a different Cardi B on... No, no, no. We're not getting into Cardi B today. No, no, no. I'm just saying this is a big deal, alleging people have STDs that they do not have. Would would oral herpes count as an STD, though? Uh, Or an STI? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so it doesn't really matter. It's still still Hmm. talking about a sexually transmitted disease or an alleged sexually transmitted disease. Either way, can you understand why Trisha Paytas was pissed? Yeah, but there's acyclovir. What's that have to do with whether or not she was mad that somebody was on the internet talking about her sexual health? Right. No, I'm curious what the fact that a cyclovir exists has to do with. It's, it's the medication for herpes. <laughs> but what's it have to do with whether you're mad somebody's alleging you have herpes on the internet? <sighs> Got nothing. Clearly. Got nothing. I'm so confused. So am I. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a minute and look at Gabby Hanna real quick. So how are we feeling about Gabby Hanna's music videos juxtaposed to Trisha Paytas' music videos? Um, content or production value? Both. Lyrics? Um, the Trisha Paytas videos by far have much better production value in terms of just the layout, the lighting, costuming, makeup, everything. Um, these videos just seem like they're just fucking tragic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Everything Gabby Hanna. Not, not everything Gabby Hanna. No, these, this is her music. Yeah. Her goal, she with her music, she says her goal is to turn all of her tragedies into art. Okay. And so right. everything is like angry ex-girlfriend music. Okay. All right. All right. All right. 
Um, yeah, just do we need to pause? No, no, there's no pause. It's not the whiskey. It's none of that. They just, they, they you just, just don't care. We're moving no, on from no, having it. It's not that I don't <laughs> care. They just seem tragic. And um, it just, they just seem tragic. And, and whether or not I want to be a part of that or surround my, would I want to surround myself or would I want to watch that when I would be a part of that? Um, no, no, no. It just, I think if I ended up watching a series of these, it would just be depressing. Well, Gabby does lean into trolling the internet with her own mental health and acting crazy and being the bad guy and being the, you know, the picked on one. So Gabby's kind of the perpetual victim in all of the internet dramas. So there's that. But I, I get it. But just not my cup of tea. There we go. Just not what I want to see. Do you know who this person in the middle is? This one. Was that the four million girl? Four million dollar no, girl? No, that was Corinna. Is that Gabby Hanna in a wig? No. Is that... So you can say no when I say do you know who it is. You don't have to just... No, I just like guessing. Um, oh, that's... um. It's the Total Recall girl from MTV. Not Total Recall. Um, that's Jenny McCarthy, isn't it? No. Really? So for the podcast listeners, the picture on the screen is Keemstar sitting with FaZe Banks and Tana Mojo. Now that's FaZe Bank over there. Yeah. On the, the guy. Yeah. Okay. Faith, wait, what would you say? No, We've already talked about the faces. Nope, nope, no, no, nope. No. That's wait, Tana Mojo. No, no. What's her name? Tana Mongoose. Tana Mojo. Her name's Tana Mojo. She got is fake that, married to Jake Paul. Is that different than Hannah Montana? She's not Hannah Montana. Okay. Right. She's that. Tana Mojo. Tana Mojo. Not Hannah Montana. Okay. She got fake married to Jake Paul. Well, why would they do that? Why do you think they would do that? Internet. They were trying, they were trolling. They were. Yes. The trolling, did I use the right word? Yes. And they streamed their wedding live. There's a lot of videos on it. I'm who, not going to watch Who it. presided over the wedding? I don't know. Some fake dude in Vegas. It wasn't, they didn't really get married. They never mm. got a marriage license. Okay. But they All streamed right. it and made a lot of clicks, views, and money. Good. So not, mm. not John Paul, not Logan Paul, Jake Paul. Is that the Pope's brother? Yep. Okay. That's who that is. We have to talk about a case that I've talked about quite a lot lately that is in the Paul brother realm. Have you heard of the Ace family? You mean Ace Freely from Kiss? They're the Ace family, aren't they? The Ace family. Well, if that's his first name, they would be the Freely family, wouldn't they? Well, it depends. I mean, if you go by Ace or... So, no. I'm guessing that's a no. You have not heard of the Ace family and Austin McBroom. Wait, are you talking about the Ace family or are you talking Austin? Because, I mean, now you're mixing stuff. No, I'm not. The Ace family is Austin McBroom. Austin McBroom and Catherine McBroom. Did you say McBroom? McBroom. M-C-B-R-O-O-M, like Mick Sweep Sweep. McBroom. Like McFly. Not like McFly. All right. Sweep Sweep. McBroom. Sweep Sweep. Is he a boxer? This is Austin McBroom and Catherine McBroom. This is at the YouTuber versus TikToker boxing match. Well, that's something. So the image I pulled up is- Why didn't we we watch that? Oh, no. No, no, no. 
No, no, no. What do you mean? No, I didn't pay for a ticket for that. Right. He fought um he fought this guy, Taylor Hold. Not that's not Taylor Holder, that's Bryce Hall. He fought Bryce Hall. I'm sure you've never heard of Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall is a TikToker. That's Bryce Hall. That's Austin McBroom in the pictures that I've pulled up. Okay. So, All right. Um they had a pretty big event called the TikTokers versus YouTubers boxing match. Were they the only ones who boxed? No, there were a bunch oh, of people okay. who boxed. All right. There were a bunch of undercards and stuff. Mm-hmm. I Did I show you the clip of um, DJ Khaled singing and there being no backing track at an event? I guess that's a no. Okay. I'm going to pull that up. All right. So we're just going to talk a little bit about this Social Gloves event where DJ Khaled performed with other kind of big name uh, singers like Migos. But I've got to just play this clip of what went down when he performed so that that we can share it with both the podcast audience and the YouTube audience. So let's just roll DJ Khaled performing at the Social Gloves Battle of the Platforms YouTubers versus TikTokers event. And for those of you watching, you can take a look at how full the seats are in the uh, in the Hard Rock Arena in Miami. His backing track completely dropped out. So he's walking around the ring, holding out the mic to like where the audience would be, but there's not that many people there to fill in and the backing track's completely gone. Yep. Yep. So this kind of gives you a sense of the production. TJ Khaled's a pretty big star. Um, but you can see the Live X Live. That's going to factor in. You can see the Social Gloves branding on the ring there. So you get a little sense of this. No, no, no. Yep. So that's that's the uh, that's the that's the kind of part of the glory of the Social Gloves event. What happened with the Social Gloves event, though, is that Austin McBroom did not tell everyone that he was the owner of Social Gloves, the promoter of this event. After the event, no one got paid. So Austin McBroom is suing LiveX Live, who was the producer of the event. LiveX Live is suing Austin McBroom, his dad, his wife, and every and his businesses. One of the fighters is suing Austin McBroom. And it is a colossal mess. But none of the fighters have been paid yet. Paid from what? Look in the stands. There's nobody even there. Ah! There's no... There's no money to be given it's out. It's so weird. So Austin McBroom told investors, including James Harden, I'm I'm guessing that this is the first name we've talked about that you're like, oh, I kind of know who that is. The basketball player? Yeah, the basketball player. So James Harden was a, a financial investor in the event. Austin McBroom said, hey, all of the different boxers have like over a like 300 million person reach, not accounting, I don't think, for the people who might be subscribed to everybody's TikTok or everybody's YouTube channel. So over 300 million people reach, we're going to sell $500 million worth of tickets and pay-per-view streams. So they were estimating that they were going to sell over $500 million worth. They sold 136,000 pay-per-views. That's a few short. Yeah, it's a lot short. So 
they didn't get anywhere near their five million dollar estimated number of of sold pay per views. They sold a hundred and thirty six thousand. How much is James Harden out? Well, he hasn't sued yet, but there's indications that he might. It looks like he invested at least two million dollars into the event. Okay, so um, and a number of the fighters were yeah. also guaranteed multiple millions, and it looks like Social Gloves, the company, gave a um, you know, the right of kind of first payment to multiple different fighters. So yeah. that first priority payment went to multiple people. Did, but, did, did DJ Khaled get he paid? Did no. he get paid? Mm. Is he part of the suit suit as well? Not yet. Oh. I think DJ Khaled's like the fuck you people. Okay. I'm DJ Khaled. All right. Peace and love. You know what it was interesting when I was watching the video, I gauge it like Disneyland. Like how much ground can you see? Depends on how crowded the park <laughs> is. I mean there was like ground everywhere. Yeah, so and this event lots of underperformed, and there are now three lawsuits. It is a trifecta of lawsuits over this event. Let, let me ask the question, because because I mean, I would think the <clears throat> the world of TikTok and YouTubers fighting that that it would draw people out like crazy because people would want to see TikTokers why, get punched in the face. Why do you think that this was so underperforming? Yeah, I think that Austin McBroom and the TikTokers didn't account for the fact that most of their audience is thirteen. And a lot of parents uh, are like, I'm not paying $50 for a pay-per-view. I think they really so didn't it, account for how young their audience is. So so our 13-year-old generation is now watching these yahoos? Well, our 13-year-old isn't. But yes, well, most 13-year-olds are like TikTok skews heavily young. Really? Oh, yes. Holy shit, we're going down the crapper. Who do you think is spending their time on TikTok? 30-year-olds? 30 30-year-olds 30 are trying to work? Well, clearly it's not. In a pandemic. Kids. Clearly it's not. And homeschool. Clearly it's not 50-year-olds because I have no idea what. It's not 40-year-olds either. I mean, TikTok is heavily a young platform. And every time a new platform comes up, it kind of grabs a younger and younger audience. So I think when they say we have a 300 million follower reach, they forget that their followers have to ask mommy and daddy to pay for things. And not everyone's parents are amenable in the middle of the pandemic to paying $50 for a boxing match between YouTubers and TikTokers. For a moment when you said three, I thought you were going to tell me that there's like now a a social media platform that is now trying to grab three-year-olds. Yes, Coco Melon. <laughs> That's what Coco Melon does. What's Coco Melon? It's a YouTube channel for kids. Is it? Yes. Oh. All right. Well, yes. Our kids, our kids were watching DVDs of the backyardigans. Like that's that's kind of the era we grew up in with our kids. There wasn't really kids' content on YouTube that our kids were watching. So our kids now watch YouTube, but when they were little, they were not watching Coco Melon. It wasn't around. They were watching The Backyard Again. And the other one, the phone. The, the phone, phone is ringing. ringing. We still can't remember what it is. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, please let us can't know. Can't remember what cannot. show that is. Yeah. So Social Gloves was something. Remember we even had the, the little sailboat. We had a little sailboat with sailboat the duck. and all the characters. Yeah, and everything. Yep. And, yeah. Can't even remember what it was. Can't at all. Anyway. People wanted me to get your thoughts on Austin McBroom, and it was kind of like, oh my, well, that underperformed spectacularly, and now everyone's going to spend all the remaining money on legal fees. Yay. But it seems like if you were going to put on that big of a format, you would understand who your audience is, and if, whether or not your audience is going to be able to put that kind of money up. Uh-huh. That's the key thing. You, it, it, it seems like a basic business principle. Uh-huh. Know who your audience is. Know who you're going to grab promote it within that audience and then do you know what LiveX Live said? The producer of the event? No. LiveX Live produced the event. They is this said before or after? 
In the lawsuit. In the lawsuit, okay. They said that Austin McBroom's ego overrode, and he told people they didn't need to worry about a marketing plan because of how many followers he had on YouTube. So how many, how many followers does he have? I don't know, a couple million. Okay. All right. Well, clearly they didn't turn out. No, because he's a family out. vlog channel. They watch like he, his kids grow up. They don't want to what that they don't give a shit about boxing. Hmm. He wants to be Logan and Jake Paul. And that is where all of this came from. All of this came from his desire to be like, Daddy, I want a boxing event. I want a boxing event now, Daddy. And so they bought one. Thank you, Veruca. You're welcome. Yeah. We need to talk about Toddy yeah. Westbrook. Not Willy Wonka? Not Willy Wonka. Have you ever seen a Toddy Westbrook YouTube video? Who? Toddy Westbrook. I could always talk over it and then that way you wouldn't hear it. No, with this Toddy, ASMR. Toddy Westbrook. Um, she is... Um, I know she's not the ShakeWow girl. Or ShakeWow person. I know that. No one is the shake wow person in any of this. In any of this, yes. no one is the shake wow person. I will tell you, I have never even seen a picture of her. I think mean, if you showed me that without her name, I'd be like, oh. This is Toddy Westbrook's YouTube channel. Okay. She doesn't want to make up? Yeah, she okay. does makeup. Skincare? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mostly makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, over 8 million subscribers. Do you remember her being involved in a lawsuit? With KJ and her of business course, partner. Of course. <laughs> yes, and her no, business partner, Clark I, Swanson. Yes, 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 yes. I do remember. Okay. So, Toddy Westbrook has a multitude of lawsuits going on. She's being sued by her business partner. She's, Swanson. Yes. Okay. She's suing her business partner, Swanson. Swanson. Okay. Swanson is suing her for defamation. And Separate she, from the first lawsuit? And the second lawsuit. Yeah, it okay. should have been combined, but that's a whole separate thing. Right. And she had sued YouTuber KJ for defamation. Remind me, what is the definition of, what is the legal definition of defamation? Are we, are we going to like the legal law book over there? Or no, the legal law book's under the back. Oh. This was the, this is the, the defamation suit in Washington. Because we got the whole packet of it. Is that the one, two, or three? This is Clark Swanson suing the Westbrooks for defamation in Washington. Okay, so that's this is two. Three. No, four. This is four. Because, okay, so Swanson sued Toddy. Stop for a moment. What is the legal definition? Hold on, we'll get there. We'll get there. We got to order these because now you said two and four and we're arguing about the ordering. We have to finish the ordering. Swanson sued Toddy and the businesses, essentially, in a derivative okay. suit over Halo Beauty versus kind of Tati's own beauty and Tati Beauty. Okay. That was the first right. one. Smiling then... Out. Tati sued KJ for defamation like a week later in Washington. Then Swanson sued Tati and her husband, James, for defamation in Washington. Then Tati and James and the companies sued Clark Swanson and the companies in Nevada for breach of contract and a bunch of other stuff wait, and wait, fired him from Halo. Wait, why did we go from Washington to Nevada now? Is Jurisdiction. This... Jurisdiction, my ass. I mean, what? <laughs> Why is, jurisdiction is that because where the corporation is now? Swanson and the corporation are in Nevada. Okay. Tati and her husband live in Washington. Okay. Swanson filed the first lawsuit in California, even though the company is in Nevada and mm. the Westbrooks are in Washington. And there's a hearing at the end of September to try to move that case to Nevada. I think it's all going to end up in Nevada at some point. 
Either way. Okay. The defamation lawsuit, without pulling up the full legal definition of defamation, defamation against a non-public figure is essentially stating something that is reputationally damaging as fact. That's a non-privileged statement that causes damage. And when you get to a public figure, you have to also prove malice. And how do you, how do you base the fact part? Because that seems like the thing. Because you could be like, well, I, I know it as fact. Yeah, but it can't just be fact in your head. It has to huh. actually be a fact. Like truth, well, if you're stating something as a fact, you can tell somebody's stating it as a fact. This person hmm. is this. This person is a criminal. This person killed their mom. This person is a crook. Like those are statements of fact versus, well, this person did this. It seems like that might be this. Or my opinion is this person's an asshole. Like you can call someone an asshole all day long. That's not defamation. Just statement of opinion okay. and they're not actually a literal asshole. Now me, and, and I, I just, I may not, because I'm not in the YouTube world, I may not know. Who gives a shit? I mean, does it really matter? It can really there, damage your business. Yes. Okay. Then it so matter. it so, can really so. damage your, it can damage your channel and your business, especially if people like go after your sponsors and are like, did you know this person is a this? Because somebody else said it. Mm, and then it okay. can reduce subscribers, reduce partnership opportunities, so reduce sales. Money. Yes, it's all about it's always money. there has to be okay. damage for there to be defamation. It can't just be that your feelings are hurt. Like that's not substantial okay. damage. There has to be did, so did, damage. Did, did Toddy Westbrook have damage to her business? Well, they alleged that she did. Now, do you have to show that? Do you have to show like, like, okay, we were. Yes. Here, when you get to and then now we dropped or we or these sponsors dropped us. Yes, when you get to trial, you have to show that there are okay. damages. You have to prove damages, at least some damages. And early on in the Tati Westbrook KJ case, they provided a number of people who said, I stopped buying Halo Beauty, Tati's company's uh, product, because of these videos about Tati. Okay. And I believed the things said in these videos and couldn't support it. Okay. So, got it. yes, you have to prove some damages. Okay. Sometimes these lawsuits aren't about getting the money back that was done, the damage that was done. If you prove some damages, you might not get all those damages back. A lot of these lawsuits that are about getting the person to stop saying the defamatory things. Hmm. Are we done? With Toddy? No, with uh, defamation. With the, with the, yeah, understanding. So, yeah, so yeah, I get it. These suits have been going on for quite a long time. I mean, since they started last October, mm -hmm. we've covered it quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but people wanted me to try to explain all of the things. But I feel like we've kind of talked about all of the lawsuits. Does that also seem like just high school drama to you? Because this is now involving businesses with regard to Swanson because the KJ suit got dismissed for jurisdiction. This is a high quality show here. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. But no, it got dismissed Good. for jurisdiction over the lawsuit being filed in Washington and not being filed in Minnesota. But it resolved because KJ said, look, I believe the things to be true because Clark Swanson told oh. them to me. Clark Swanson denies that. that. That seems to be a convoluted, messed up situation. Yep. Well, if you have a business partner allegedly going to someone who's on YouTube and telling them stuff about you, the YouTuber's like, see, I have a source. I think mm. it's true. So I can spew whatever shit I want. And the business partner is like, <laughs> it seems from court filings in the latest cases that this all started to spiral out over a business deal with regard to other products and whether those products were going to go under Tati Beauty, which was her own beauty brand, or whether they were going to go under Halo Beauty and Clark getting a cut of them. 
know, what's interesting, prior to YouTube, how would have all of this stuff worked out before? I mean, what would you anonymously put something in a newspaper or, or the internet or something? How would you have gotten this information out? And then would it be considered well, in, tabloids? Industrial. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess. Would it be the, like industrial espionage? Like, or sabotage, or? I mean, a lot of this stuff would have gone, a lot of the stuff that's going on YouTube would have gone in tabloids. A lot of the, well, one of the seminal cases about this comes out of a National Enquirer article. And they looked at how much reach there was for the National Enquirer when we're looking at jurisdiction in media. The jurisdiction issue in YouTube is really interesting because I sit here in Tennessee and talk about stuff. Um, I don't defame people, but I talk about stuff. But it's like, how can you be held liable in California for something that you said if you're not in California? So the interesting thing is, is it, I didn't hear anything else that you said. And that's mm, not the interesting great. thing is. You don't even listen wait, to the no, podcast when you're recording no, no, it with me. No. <laughs> the, the National Enquirer is still around? No, this is an old case. Most case oh, law is well, old. Why did you say that? I said seminal I'm like, case. I'm like, they're, is that what that means? It, it means one of the keystone cases that everything relies off of. I'm sure there is seminal literature and dentistry about somebody's freaking material setting up at the right amount of time for a crown and being having the best like adherence properties or whatever. There are certain certain things in the you know educational zeitgeist of your field that are just the the cornerstones of it. What? Why are you looking at me that way? Because you said zeitgeist. I'm like SAT <laughs> prep words here. But do you know on? what I mean? There are certain yes. foundational pieces of literature in your field yes. and cases in my field that other concepts and other things build upon until mm -hmm. those cases are turned over or a new case comes up that reinterprets them for modern times. Okay, let's go back to, is the National Enquirer still around? I don't know. I, don't I think it's all TMZ I, now. I don't, I don't, when I go to the grocery store, I don't notice it. I don't look for it. Um, I haven't seen it. I, I would, let's find out. You can still subscribe to the National Enquirer magazine. And we're not. They have a website too. They have a website. They want to track me with cookies. No, thanks. They have a website. So yes, they're still around. Um, the headlines of their website are Royal Scandals and OJ Simpson. Um, it seems that the last article published on this is about James Stacy from Once Upon a Time. But isn't that... Um... And the real inside secrets of ABBA. Oh, wow. So I can't imagine that this is being updated. That's Tarantino. That is Quentin Tarantino, but there's no date on mm. this article about um, the Once Upon a Time. Oh, February 26, 2020. So it looks like they haven't updated since February 2020. Well, maybe nothing's been going on since 20. Well, that's when COVID hit. I mean, maybe nothing, I, I nothing's mean, been going on. The since website then. is still here, but it looks like there's yeah. they have not been updated, maybe. But yeah, it looks like it hasn't been updated hmm. since then. Because it was interesting. When, so, so I worked my way through college at a grocery store as a checker. And I will tell you, the National Enquirer like, was like a drew everybody in. Like people would be so focused on that that, like, okay, put your stuff on the counter so we can get you out of here or no time to pay. This but, isn't a library. Yeah, They'd just be standing oh, there people, reading. Oh my God, it would just draw people in like you wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. And now it's gone. I don't know if it's gone. I mean, the oh. website's still there. I'm going to tell you, next time I go to the grocery store, I am going to look for it. 
Look, I, go I will, ahead. I will bring home a copy. No, please it. don't. Yes, I will. I mean, please don't. It looks like they still sell the magazine. Maybe it's because maybe it's just their website. You can get a one-year subscription for hundred and thirty-nine dollars. I'm in. Where's your checkbook? Where's the credit card? No, we're Let's not doing it. that at all. Sure not. Sure not doing that. But subscribe today. No. Hey. Subscribe to me, not to the National Enquirer. <laughs> Y'all can hit subscribe here on the YouTubes. Um, so that is kind of the rundown of the Toddy Westbrook. Now, there's a lot of history there because there was drama with her. And YouTubers used to collaborate. And then, uh, well, everything fell to shit. And then COVID. And they don't have content houses anymore like TikTokers, really. But you used to get Toddy Westbrook collaborating with James Charles and Shane Dawson a little bit. And James, uh, no, the other one. Jeffree Star. And they had drama, and that's kind of what led into all of this other drama and lawsuits and stuff. So, yeah. Let's okay. see if there's one last topic. This is a very long I, episode. I, I will be honest with you. You just talked about Toddy Westbrook. Mm -hmm. I still have no clue what is going on. I mean... I explained it. <laughs> what else? What else would you like me to explain? She's a beauty YouTuber. She makes yeah. beauty content. We looked at her page. She doesn't have music videos. She she just makes well, beauty content. Maybe I, we need to talk to her about that. Clearly, she needs to have a. I think she's pretty good staying in her lane. Hmm. She makes beauty videos. Her channel's building back after being gone for a year. Got it. She took a full year off because lawsuits are stressful. Wait, does this say Saved by the Bell? Now you're just looking at her channel. Well, that, that's what you just showed. So, wait, what is she doing? Stay You're looking at Toddy Westbrook's yeah. channel now. Because remember, we have both audio and video. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, yeah, there's a say by the Bell What and Wild collection, apparently, that she reviewed two days ago. I never would have really thought Wet and Wild would go with the word Saved by the Bell. Wet and Wild's a makeup brand. Oh, 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 okay. What did you think Wet and Wild was? <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of going in the girls gone wild <laughs> no we stopped talking about trisha paytas and tana mojo and only fans like an hour ago no, no wet and wild is a makeup brand that's been around forever when i was on flags in high school we were wearing wet and wild makeup it's inexpensive drugstore makeup that's accessible okay. to everybody right. and oh, apparently they have a wet and wild line. And they got they got screech up there. So you like her thumbnail. You think the thumbnail's well done. You would click on this video just because you're curious now. Just because it's saved by the bell. That's yeah, the it's, only it's reason why. That'd be the only only reason why. All right, I need to double the check. The whole problem, you know, I was actually aged out of Saved by the Bell by the time it came around. I was already well aged out of Saved by the Bell. I'm sure that's upsetting. But if I you. oh it was. If I'd been younger, I would have been Saturday morning, Saved by the Bell every day. I mean every weekend. Do you feel like you understand some of the internet dramas and the interplay a little bit more? Or do you think it's all just ridiculous? Like after coming away from this, you're like, oh, there's YouTubers that make music videos and they're all on Keemstar's podcast apparently. And they all have drama with each other. And you asked the most important question this episode, is the drama real or mm. is it all for clicks and views? And I think that's what all of us at home watching along, not knowing these YouTubers are going are these real hurt feelings? Are these real broken relationships? Or is it all the Truman Show? Ooh, good reference. Good movie reference. Thank I you. like that. Um, it, it does seem a bit fabricated. It really, um, yeah, it does seem odd. It does seem like it 
like it's like a maybe there's like a puppet master who's like <laughs> orchestrating the whole thing like a Vince McMahon who's who's now you know moving the pieces it's a, around it's, a, it's all a social experiment maybe. I think it's I think that people who live especially a lot of the people that we've talked about today, Toddy Westbrook kind of aside, because her content isn't her life. Her content is makeup and beauty and makeup skills. But Gabby Hanna's content was story times and her life. Like it's, it's not anything else. And now it's evolving. She says to being just her music and like exposing people, but her content revolves around her life. And at the end of the day, a lot of our lives are pretty boring. So you have to live kind of as a heightened version of yourself to continually make content out of your life so there has to be some stoking the flames to make your life interesting enough that people keep clicking on it and the same with trisha paytas her content was story times and then mukbangs and then music videos and then only fans and then drama videos and then calling people out is like you know as she saw the internet crumbling around her because she's been on the platform 10 years or whatever so when you're putting your life on the internet and the driver of your content is your life. Yeah. I think there's some exaggerating how angry you are about something. Yeah. I think the, you know, hyperventilating on your kitchen floor about stuff can be a little exaggerated, an exaggerated version of what you're feeling, but being on the internet can be hard. Oh, I I don't doubt that at all. I choose to keep the hard parts not on the internet, but now let's take that. (laughs) Let's, let's look at, if we can dive deep for a moment here, we're going to dive deep. Let's. Oh, look at, oh, we are, are we? Yes. So let's look. How does that play out to the average person or the person who's just sitting at home? Like, oh my God, everybody's living this this big heightened life. Everything is just so crazy. Everything is so real. I need to live my life that way. So now, do we have people pushing the envelope within their own lives because they're trying to now emulate? the lives that they see on YouTube. Are you saying that people are trying to live like the highlight reels that they see on social media and well, that's maybe causing an increase in depression and loneliness? I mean, I think that's probably true. But I mean, you could certainly look at that all along the line of, of people who maybe tried to emulate their, their favorite sports player or sports star who wanted to live like that. It was different though, be because like... you didn't see, you didn't see them in their kitchen making omelets. Like you didn't see their day-to-day life. You saw them play, you saw media interviews of them and maybe a few articles about them but you didn't see them just living their day-to-day life in this exaggerated way. You know, it's different. It's different with YouTube. You're in people's homes. Like you don't see Tom Brady. I mean, maybe you do now. I don't follow him. He's the first name that came to mind, but you don't see Tom Brady sitting down really in his bedroom on his bed. Should I be worried that Tom Brady is the first name that came to your mind? You were talking about sportsy people. What other sportsy people would I think of? See, I thought of Michael Jordan when I was talking to this story, but. But you went to Tom Brady. Yep, it's either that or Michael Phelps. Okay. Sportsy people. Yeah. But you don't, they're not sitting on their bed crying about their ex-boyfriend or their ex-girlfriend. Mm. They're not s- sitting on their kitchen floor um, upset about whatever in their life. They're they're not sharing their lives like that. So I think it creates this uh, this different kind of parasocial relationship where you feel like you're really involved in people's lives as a friend. Because you feel like they're talking to you as a friend hmm. and they're inviting you into stuff we don't normally see except from our closest friends. Normally people aren't snot sobbing on us unless they are very closely related to us. We're just, unless it's like a movie. And even in a movie, you get tied into the characters and you're rooting for some and not for others. But that's, people have become characters in their own lives on social media. Ah, very interesting. Well said. I mean, hmm. I don't. I just talk hmm. about lawsuits and say shit hmm. a lot, but. 
Yeah, you do. <laughs> but outside yeah, of the, sure. it's like, our, but also following my day-to-day life around would be like, today we're reading lawsuits. Hmm. Today the bus is late, so I'm picking up my son at school. <laughs> today I changed my shirt twice because I was covered in cat hair. Woohoo! Like, so to, to make content, because people's livings are their content. That's mm-hmm. how they pay for everything in their life. And so if the content slows down, what you get paid slows down. True. So, so what do you do when you run out of stories about your life and you're 20? You start you start leaning out of car windows yeah. and vomiting for clicks and views. We saw that on the yeah, David no, Dobrik know, yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. But and then David yeah. Dobrik clips his videos down into such short videos. You're getting just these really close in tight shots, exaggerated, hyper laughing of stuff. But that's not that's a that's a few seconds of a thing. That's not mm-hmm. you know. Because it, it's interesting when you look at some of those videos and the way they are edited, you're like, what, was, was my younger life like that? Was no. it just continuous like, what? Jump shot. It wasn't all just... jump cuts. Your, your 20s shouldn't just be jump cuts of people going, eh. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely some craziness of that. But it, I'm like, and then again. And it, thankfully, most of it wasn't captured on film. Yes. But then again, it makes you feel like, like oh, my God, I, my life is not like this jump cut or everything that i see what am i doing wrong oh, man i gotta push the envelope i gotta i love that you're, you're coming with a very good perspective because i'm like i'm ex- this all makes me exhausted i don't want my like my 20 year old self would be like Ugh, i don't want to be like that what's wrong with you people like pandering to the popularity like i'm not a trendy asshole i don't want to be like you people like this is all bullshit like that would have been me at 20 i would have been like fuck you people i'm not watching any of this well that's me at 20, and that's also me right now. Same. Because I'm like, this is just bullshit. This is just <laughs> crazy. This is just fucking insane. But you also see, when you see, like, the screaming Minecraft, the Minecraft creators, you see how our nine-year-old enjoys that. <sighs> like, everything's 100. It's like, woo! And he's just like, yeah! He digs it. That, like, everything being heightened, it's 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 exciting for him. He enjoys those videos. Now, whether this is relevant or not, and probably most things I say are not relevant, but it's like commercials. Like, remember how commercials are always so much louder and yep. so much draw your attention? And, yep. and, and my mom would even say to me as a kid, I would ignore the TV show. But as soon as the commercials came on, they grab your I'd attention. Be like, you know, totally into it. I mean, I could recite almost every commercial as fast, a kid. Fast, loud, colorful. It's like David Dobrik's content cut mm. every few seconds, fast, loud, fast, loud, and then money, like fast, loud, money. Huh. Yep. And here we are talking for. Hours at a time about all that is the internet. Yeah. I, th- I do think, though, we need to do drunk internet history drama. Drunk. Okay. Yeah. Right. Drunk drama. Drunk internet histories. Is that what we're going to call it? <laughs> well, at, that point, at that point, we just got to keep the bottle on the desk. Yes, because we, we definitely ran out of this yeah. cup. So you guys will have to let us know what you think. Of the whiskey? No, oh. they're not drinking the whiskey. How would they let us know what they're thinking of the whiskey that you know we just drank? You know what it'd be like? There has to be like a code word. Like every time you say the code word, everybody in the audience has to take a sip. Okay. Kind of like, remember, uh, was it bear like, words? No, like, no, like watch what happens live. They do that on watch what happens oh. live. Oh, yeah. We didn't even get to talk about Tom Girardi getting disbarred today. That why why didn't we lead with that? I don't know. We should have led with that. We should have. Yeah. But it's a bonus for everyone who reached the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a law nerd. Stay tuned because we have a Patreon launching soon. And maybe that's where we will put 
drunk internet history. Maybe mm. that will go on the Patreon. So we are going to be launching the Lawnard community over there very soon. So stay tuned for that. And if you are listening to this in September, go take a look. The link will be down below when it launches. And because this is where we are now, we do an outro. So raise a glass. Do you know the outro? Can you say it with me? Siggy, siggy, oi, oi, siggy, siggy, oi. Siggy, siggy, oi. Is that the outro? Was no. That it? No, it's not. <laughs> May your toilet paper be plentiful. Damn it, I messed it up. May your Wi-Fi be strong. May your toilet paper be plentiful. May your family be well. And may the odds be ever in your favor. Have a good one wherever this finds you. And I will talk to you in the next one. Cheers. Cheers. Let's go get some whiskey. Cheeky bastard.